This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian is at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off tonight's ENN by saying it's presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back. Now, I'd also like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. I'm going to use that on the broadcast tonight, Don, and give you no credit. And I'd like to say good evening to Don. If Tom Araya got married and invited me, I'd be like, this is odd. I've never met the man. (laughs) Good evening to myself. You're saying the doctor might have been two knuckles deep and we're having a conversation. (laughs) And good evening to Richard. Do you have a client waiting for you right now, Richard? Yeah, she's in the chair, but she'll wait. She's fine with it. That must be some practice. By the way, we we really... Don, do we move on from that too quickly? Yes, way too quickly. Well, because we, he, he, he's tough he to pin down. He's like he, a hummingbird. He's, yeah. he, he really is. It's like, what do you call whatever Richard has? <laughs> I mean, he, he operates in his own world where like you're a part of the conversation. But really not. But it's not an A-B conversation. No, he, he just wants people to listen to him. It's not an interaction when you when you try to interact. It's an interruption, not an interaction. Yeah, like you'd be better off. Talking. He's got the whole diatribe plan. You'd get more reaction from Joe Missoula. He doesn't say anything. It's Missoula and Richard would be a great podcast. Can't believe we're stuck with Missoula again. What a decision that is. What an interesting. <sighs> How are all these NBA jobs open and Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy don't get anything. How is it possible? I want to know why Buck Showalter hasn't gotten a call still. He might. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I wonder what it, There's something there. There's got to be something there. I don't know what. But it does seem odd that JVG wouldn't get another shot. I mean, he's now almost getting to the point of, like, it's just not going to happen. He's been through yeah, from it for yeah, so I think, long. I think he's getting to that age. Also, did you see Monty Williams? $13 million a year. He's the highest paid coach in, in basketball. $13 million a year from the Pistons. I know. It's he, inter- he makes more than Papa. It's interesting because he was the guy I wanted. You know, that's who I would have really liked was, was Monty. I don't know if I want to give the guy $13 million a year. And no, Frank Vogel got the Phoenix job, and he's getting $6 million a year, and he won an NBA title in the bubble. He has the old bubble title. That's right. All right, we teased it a lot, so let's get to it. Let's break it down to a fine powder. Let's hear from Adam Silver, the latest on the Ja Morant investigation. In terms of the timing, we've uncovered a fair amount of additional information. I think since I was still asked about the situation, I would say we probably could have brought it to a head now, but we made the decision, and I believe the Players Association agrees with us, that it would be unfair to these players and these teams in the middle of the series to announce the results of that investigation. And given that we're, of course, in the offseason, he has now been suspended by the Memphis Grizzlies indefinitely, and so nothing is would have changed anyway in the next few weeks. It seemed better to park that at the moment, at least any public announcement. And my sense now is that shortly after the conclusion of the finals, we we will announce the outcome of that investigation. Oh, so many people know, Peter. How is it not being leaked? 
So people at the Players Association know, probably Morant knows, all of his buddies know. How has it not been leaked? How is it not going to be leaked? Too many people know. know. When that many people know, somebody's going to talk. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing before the break. I was like, well, how? This doesn't seem like I mean, a really- no one's dropping a dime on Woj or Shams or something like that. I, I don't buy it. Well, it's an Unless internal Unless there's a tacit agreement right? among everybody, keep it quiet. I'm sure, but th- that's the thing, is that this, this is an internal investigation. They want to keep it quiet through the final. It's only fair, because it sounds like whatever they're going to announce is going to take over. And if this ends up being a lame series that's going to be over in four or five, they don't want everything to be talking about Ja and what he did and the suspension and all that. So they they got to keep it close. And and guys like Woj probably know, but they say, listen, can you know it's not fair. It's just not fair to the Heat and to the Nuggets. And it's an internal investigation. There's only probably a few people that know about it. It's probably so bad Ja doesn't want anybody to know about. It. This is not going to be a positive. They they found new things. And if the Players Association is on board, Michael, then it's if it's significant, then they, they don't have a fight. They don't have a kick coming then because they probably got the evidence of whatever it is that they found. And it's such a blockbuster, it would consume the finals. And, and there's no, nobody wants that in basketball, right? No. That's Remember how everybody on. reacted just, when just... Alex opted out of his contract during the 07 World Series? And that was kind of a positive. Like, that wasn't a bad – like, do you really want the, a black eye for the NBA – I no. think this is going to be devastating for Ja, for Memphis, and it's going to look really, really bad for both of them. Is it possible that also, you know, the Woges of the world were kind of like talked to, like, hey, listen, we, we give you guys a lot of stuff. You, you have every bit of access to our league. Can you do us a solid on this one? I, like, I, I mentioned that. I really believe that Shams and Woj, you know, they, they don't have to listen to the league, but, you know, if you want. They might get leaked stuff by the league, and they'll say, listen, we want this quiet until the end of the... the yeah, just do us a solid. Like, this is something that we think would actually... And this is a league that you care about. Don't don't allow the finals to be marred by the fact that this guy's getting suspended for 80 games. Which, it starts to smell more and more like that, right? Because, to me, can I be honest? Everyone saying, like, win horse, I, I, I... Speculating how bad this sounds, and it sounds like something we haven't heard before. Guys, does it? At this point, would 41 be a surprise? I think half the season at this point is almost expected. But is it the length of the suspension or what they found? Well, I think they're tied together. But because what do we know? We know about the gun on social media, but they found things. What did they find? You don't find that somebody's got a drinking problem. Right, I mean, they found like. Do they have evidence to a crime? I don't like, think you so, suspend a guy half the year for a drinking problem. No, no. That's what, but what I'm saying right. is, is that they they found there's evidence to something that sounds to me that would be so such a blockbuster um, news item that it would engulf the NBA and take over the final. And and Peter, you're right. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, I, Woj doesn't want to see that. These. The networks don't want to see it and all that. It's one thing, somebody opting out of their contract or somebody announcing a retirement or a coaching hire, something like that. But if it's something that's all anybody's going to talk about, you can keep, Michael, you can keep things quiet if you really want to, if you want to work hard enough at it. Well, and yeah, the but one I mean, side probably doesn't one want any of it to come out at all. If there's one rogue guy that has no interest in in playing nice, then that that's... But, but I guess they could hold it for a week. 
but right. again, there's just so many people that know it. That's what worries me. But when you say so many people, it's and it's it's an internal NBA investigation. So there's right. no law enforcement or there's no outside entity. So if you only have a handful of people within the NBA, and then people in the players' association, yeah, and the and and so all right. So let's say I don't know how many there are, but reputations are on the line. Like, if you leak it out and they find out it's you, it could cost you your job. But do you believe that Jaw's been told? Because if Jaw's been told, then everything is up for grabs. Right. Well, I'm sure Jaw's been told. Oh, well, I, well, he's well, probably well, here, told his here, people. Here's the thing. Jaw ja may not have been told what his suspension's going to be, but he obviously knows what evidence they found. Like, he knows what he did, and he probably doesn't behoove him to get, we, let it get out there. I mean, yeah, so, you imagine they've shared with him already what they know. Maybe right. they so haven't. He doesn't want to. That's why everything points to this being really bad for him. So who would leak it? Nobody from his side. If it's really bad, they're not going to want to leak anything. And everything eternally done within the Players Association and the NBA, it, if you want to keep your job, you keep your mouth shut. What a, what a weird, weird situation that I did not see coming from the way things were starting for John Moran. Brought it on himself, Peter. That's why it's hard to feel sorry for him. Well, the one thing, though, if you're a fan of Ja and all of this comes from having a problem, well, then maybe if it is really bad, Peter, it could be at least a step in the direction of getting the help that you need. I just wonder if, like, if they found something, I don't know, if they, what if they found something really bad and the suspension is significantly worse than we expected? And like uh, how damaging it could be to him. Period. Like Patrick's on Twitter suggested, what what if the gun was illegal? What if they found out he didn't have a license for that gun? Is that, that that's it? that's not enough? I don't think that's enough to. Well, it's definitely enough to suspend him. I don't know if it's enough that it, it's criminal enough that you would want to keep it a secret. Like I don't know. And my guess is that already would have been investigated the first time. Or the gun they they were able to trace that to a crime or something that maybe he now we're involved talking. in but now but you know what what if that weapon was illegal and we find out that weapon was used in a in a crime a murder or something like that 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 he didn't do but what is he doing with that like things like that that leads to speculation leads to conversation that the nba just doesn't want to get into uh, Nick Nurse is the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. First, sure is. For, they went from a doc to a nurse. And the first question, do you want <laughs> James Harden that. back? Do you, you want James Harden back? Pardon me? Do you want James Harden back? James Harden's a great player. That yep. didn't answer the question. Well, I would say this is that um, Ouch. James has a decision to make. And I'd be very happy if he came back. Tough reporter. I like that, though. Didn't answer the question. I mean, he said it in a way. I, I, I think it could have been a little less nasty, but it, he got after it. You're not trying to make friends. This isn't show friends. This is show business. Oh, yeah. Look at Don. Let's do the job. So you want gri- that or like, <laughs> that's funny. He's a joke. <laughs> no, let's do our job. Answer the question. That's a very good point by you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's hear from Billy Epler. A lot of questions around. It's the Met this. GM. Yeah, it's the Met GM, and a lot of people not so happy with uh, the roster right now. Uh, problems across the board. Now, they're doing okay considering, but this has been a big disappointment. We talked about Vogelback earlier. Obviously, you have the uh, questionable health of the pitching staff. A lot happening here. Billy Epler, let's get his assessment of the Mets season so far. I'm happy to see that the lineup's kind of catching some footing here, you know, with some of the veteran guys, but also, you know, the kids. So I'm not calling them the baby Mets because I think babies have to be taken care of all the time, uh, whereas kids can kind of run around on their own and feel their own way. So I think the kids are doing well. One of the things that we talked about, um, I think it's spring training, maybe in like the, the end of the winter, was, you know, if we were going to be able to solve for one thing internally, our best chance was going to be solving for power internally so that we could kind of direct the resources in the winter towards the starting rotation, the bullpen, a little bit more holes on the pitching side. So very pleased with how the kids have done since they've been called up, but also how the veteran groups getting their footing and, and performing. And, you know, we've hit, we're hitting more home runs in the month of May. We're scoring more runs in the month of May. So kind of all, all also all the, like, process metrics uh, are in a good spot there. And, you know, I think with the starting rotation, seeing Max kind of get trajectory, Justin, Carlos, Carrasco, Kodai getting more familiar and acclimated over here. I think, you know, things are trending in a, in a good direction and kind of like the trajectory. And, you know, we just want to keep playing good baseball. You know, the question I have, uh, you are know, you the top, put, the, put the resources, you know, with the pitching. You offered Correa $35 million a year. The deal was done. So if you were willing to spend that, there was uh, there were other players out there that you could have had to to, to shore this up. So why'd you go in short? I, I could see like what the, if if Cohen said okay, three hundred and thirty million that's my limit, but then they were willing to spend thirty four thirty five million a year on a seven year deal on Correa, so that money wasn't spent on. But I think uh, the Correa oh, thing came along too too it late. Did. But the, but then that's bad planning. If they were willing to spend that thirty five million a year. They could have gotten involved with other people. I gotta rem- I'm trying to remember when it was that that deal fell through and who was left to get. Now, there, it, maybe it was too late. but It was too still, late when they did it. I st- it's still on you. You, know, uh, uh, you have to, uh, Even though you didn't get the physical, you still have to kind of know the medical history. You still have to plan. I don't know. And plus, it's not even their issue, Michael. I, I don't think the Mets' problem, if there is even a problem now, with the way that they've been playing the last three games, his offensive, like the middle relief, could you have spent some money on, on better relief pitching? If you had that money for Correa, you could have still signed Correa. It, you, I thought part of having Steve Cohen and going over that you're already over the limit, right? So, are you telling me that you would break the bank for better middle relievers? I think that they thought their middle relief was good enough if they had Diaz. Now Diaz got hurt. Oh, Way too yeah. late for them he to did, do anything. Right, he did. So I mean, then if if you move Robertson to the eighth, Ottavino to the seventh, then the Rallies and company, they could get that done between the sixth and maybe the end of the fifth. So I think they, I can't blame them on the bullpen because Edwin Diaz was not. That's not expected, and it, it happened too late for them to pivot. I I, I think. Epler's probably getting a little bit too much heat, considering it is still early in the season, and we've seen. Well, he's got to get heat for Ruff and Vogelback, though. No, I, well, absolutely, absolutely. 
but can we see, you know, it's still early enough, and when you saw what Philadelphia, Washington, and Atlanta have done in recent years, that is it worth just waiting? Because we might, we might fast forward, Michael, to like July 1st, and this team could be in first place. Yep. And playing, you know, 12 games above 500, and there's no issues. But Vogelback is where he's really taking his hit. But Buck's got to take a hit for continuing to play him, too. So there's a lot of blame to go around, but right now it feels like maybe a corner's being turned. This, the, these next six games are going to be big. Blue Jays are not a great team, but not a bad team. And then you're going to have Atlanta coming up on Tuesday, and that's really going to be an important series. I'm excited. Um, you guys want to hear from Buck Showalter? You don't want sure. to hear from Buck, do you? You do? Always. We'll send a pitch on regular rest, Buck. No, we're, uh, he's in the middle of the final steps, just some testing they do to make sure he's operating at close to 100% as anybody could be this time of year. But um, I'd like to handicap it. You know, so far, so good. There's nothing that says he won't until, unless something happens there. But we're prepared to go either way. So we'll know something for sure after the game. But I'm hoping to know something next hour or so. I think they're in the process of that. I don't go down there and say, have you tested him yet? Have you tested him yet? Have you? you know, I can't really sit here and tell you exactly what they test, but I trust those people. They've been right right on the button when they, they get ahead of some things, so we'll wait and see. I, I don't yeah, want to be... A, it's been reported that he's starting. I don't want to be... A, start Sunday. I don't want to be negative, especially when it comes to Buck. You know, I love him like, like my own mother. But as healthy as anyone can hope to be at this time of year, that feels like a Met-specific situation. No, nah, everybody... I mean, the, the, the saying in baseball is the best you'll feel is the day before spring training, so... So you're saying that this is just every other day. Right, everybody. So the June 2nd could be August 2nd, could be October 2nd. Exactly. So it's a nothing burger is what you're saying. I would think so. Okay. You guys want to hear Bill Barnwell's take um, about why he thinks DeAndre Hopkins could end up a giant? I'm good. Don? I'm curious. All right, let's hear it. (laughs) They're missing that number one receiver, that guy. Eli Manning always had Paxco Burris early in his career. That guy could be that contested catch guy, big catch radius guy, the guy where you don't have to put it exactly on him. He's going to catch the football. I feel like Daniel Jones does not have that guy. Maybe it's Darren Waller, but Darren Waller's missed full season over the past two years with injuries. I don't think you can count on him necessarily being that guy. I think they need a number one receiver. I think that pushes everyone else in the wide receiver depth chart into a much better spot. Mm. And I think that Daniel Hopkins is the perfect fit for what the Giants need in terms of that passing game. So don't know if he'll go there, but I think Giants are the best team fit for DeAndre Hopkins. Now we that know this works if the guy can still play. There well, are reports that he can't that's play. So the so let's let's skip past let's skip past that since we don't know the answer. So the, uh, we've heard some people say he's finished. He doesn't have anything left. You look at the stats, Michael, and you see that essentially the last time he played a full season, he was still awesome. And the last time he played a half season last year, he still put up 700-some yards. So I don't know any more about him what's really there. To me, it still seems like he could go. But I completely agree with the assessment. Guys, who is the true number one on the New York Giants? Well, could it be, you know, Shepard's coming back from missing an entire year. Love Shep. He's not a true number one. Um, Waller is a tight end, but he's somebody certainly that is going to, I think, have a big year. But he also has had injury issues. But And should your oft-injured new tight end be considered your number one receiver option? Well, but, but, but 
Hopkins comes with a bunch of stuff as well. Like, we're worried about Waller being hurt the last couple of years. Well, Hopkins missed six games because of suspension last year. The year before that, he tore up his MCL and a, uh, and a, a hamstring. And he's going to be thir- – and he's turning 31 years old, I think, on – on Thursday, like so, he'll be a 31-year-old wide receiver coming off of two incomplete seasons. So, even with those stats, we'd have question marks about him. So, I would take a chance on him more so than the Jets because I think the Giants do need it. But would you be shocked if we're midway through the season and going, "Boy, I, I, he's shot. He can't give us anything." And he's a guy that you're going to have to pay what he wants 15 million a year. The Giants do have a history of bringing in receivers who you think would be productive who literally cannot play football anymore. Well, you may not even remember this. Michael may not remember. I remember when they got Herman Moore back in 2002, and he didn't do much in 2001, and the Giants cut him after one game. Like, like the name, there's sparks flying off that name. But that doesn't mean that there's anything left. It's not quite like a running back, Peter, but you start getting into your 30s as a wide receiver. Well, how about this? It's on the table. I'll go a step further. I could make the argument that they could go get Waller, and if you're a Giant fan, you're still concerned they don't have a number one. Also, I've I've never heard of a tight end be your number one receiver. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, Shannon Sharp, <laughs> and know, I'm sorry. And like... I'm sorry. I meant Hopkins. Yeah, that that's the thing. Rarely it happens, Michael. Where 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 the tight end essentially is the number one. I mean, you could uh, Gronk really was Brady's number one many times, but you don't want to look at your depth chart and have to reasonably think, oh no, that's the number one. But 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 here's my point. It could be your favorite receiver, your, your go-to guy in a big moment, but he's not stretching the field for you. That's what I'm saying. Like he can't, he can't do what a number one has does. To, you know, run behind right. the cornerbacks. Let's not forget Travis Kelsey. Right. I mean, it, but it's not the, it's not by design. But we're also well, is Waller Kelsey? Is no. Shannon Sharp? Is, no. Is he Ozzie Newsome? No. Uh, no. You know, he's pretty darn good when he's no, healthy, though. You no, know, he's he's good, and I just think the way the John the, with with the quarterback with the ability to run. I think he's going to be his favorite target, but you do want somebody to at least have the threat to stretch the field. That was the one thing they really didn't have, and so you were able to kind of line things up, not having to worry about Jones rearing back and throwing a 70-yard pass. But they're thinking Jalen Hyatt can stretch the field. Yes, that's why they that's drafted the hope. That, that, that's, so, yeah, that's no, the hope. Well, so, yeah, so, that, so you banking on, and can you believe that Hyatt is the true number one on this team? We'll, we'll, we'll see. That's what remains to be seen. That's why, you know what they say, guys, that's why you got to play the games. You know what I mean? Is that what they say? Yeah, you got to play the games. No, you don't play the games on paper unless it's baseball. In which case, oh, they wow. love it on paper. Oh, that's what they do. Paper, computer. They'd lick it if they thought it had any value. Uh, Von Miller Von Miller says he expects to return from a torn ACL in week one. How old is he now? 48. Von Miller is. He's 35, I think, or 34. I, I like, I, I'm going to go with 34. I think you're right on the. Oh, it's exactly right. I mean, he was, he was a real piece for the Bills that they counted on. Uh, you wonder how much. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he has to give, but he's another guy who could really impact a team if he's available, and they just didn't get to have him last year. So. We'll see. That will do it for ENN on this Friday evening. It's presented by D'Agostino Associates, the injury firm. Almost 35 years getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey. 888-24-LAW-24-D'Agostino. Bite back.
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.